debt free. So the ministry has no debt. All the 53 acres of property, all the building, everything you see, everything is totally and completely debt free. And we are so grateful to God. The year 2022, we gave away more money into the Great Commission, into helping the poor, and all the aspects of giving that we do. We gave away more than we have ever given in any calendar years in 32 years we've been here. Hallelujah. We had more visitors come through the door, more people connecting with us. And I'm telling you, it is just a marvelous and a wonderful time to be in the kingdom of God. More people, as I say, connecting, coming and being a part. You know, some come and stay, some don't stay. Some are visitors, some are seasonal students, different things. But we just take them all. They're all family for us, and we just love them, and we want to minister to them and bless them. And I want to tell you today that 2023 will be a better year than even 20. 2022 was. We will give more way. We will have more people. We'll touch more lives. There are people we have never even seen yet that we're going to see come through that door. There are people who are not sitting in a pew here today. They're not a part of this church family that will be a part of this church family by the end of this year. And so we're just excited about all the good things that God is doing for us as a church and a church family. But I also know that God wants to give you on a personal level and in your own personal family, breakthroughs and blessings as well. I believe that. So I am determined that 2023 will be the best year I have ever lived on the earth. And I've lived a number of them, but 2023 will be the best one yet. The choice really is ours. When God brings us a word, when God tells us something he wants to do, we always have a choice. We can accept it. We can receive it. We can act on it. We can cooperate with God, if you will. Or we can reject it. We can forget it. We can uh, ignore it. And we won't have the fullness that he wants us to have. But I believe that this is a year we will bear down. We will lean in, whatever cliche you want to use. And we will come to terms with that which God has spoken to us in such a way that we will look back a year from now and say, 2023 has indeed been the best year we have ever had. Hallelujah. Today I want to look at the first part of this message to us, and that is I want to look at breakthroughs. Next week, we're going to talk about the blessing, but this is a subject that's too big to just do in one, one setting, so today we're going to talk about the breakthrough side. And so I want to give you some uh, instances of this and some examples about it, and if you're wondering where, when we'll get to Isaiah 48, we'll get there. Don't worry, we're, going, we're on our way. But first, I'd like to define for you what we mean when we say breakthrough. A breakthrough is a sudden advance. It is an act or an instance of moving through or moving beyond an obstacle. Now, I want to say that again because it's so important. A breakthrough is a sudden advance. Notice the word sudden. A sudden advance. It's not a slow, lingering, drawn-out, snails pace turtles walk process it is a sudden advance an act or an instance of moving through or beyond an obstacle so i want to ask you this question this morning right in the beginning i want you to think about this in your own mind what area of your life do you need a breakthrough in maybe more than one 
But if you were to today be called upon, given the mic, asked to tell us what part of your life or is there something in your life that needs a breakthrough, what would your answer be? It might be physical. You may be tired of putting up with the same physical malady or the pain or the sickness or whatever it is or the weakness. You might be tired of putting up with that and maybe you have put up with it a long time. It may be that you're tired of being, as we say sometimes, a day late and a dollar short. Always struggling financially, just making it barely, week to week or month to month, paycheck to paycheck, just barely making it along. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your family. Maybe your marriage is not what it needs to be. Maybe things involving your children or grandchildren are not where they're supposed to be. And so you need a breakthrough in your home. You need a breakthrough in your family. You might need a breakthrough emotionally and mentally. Maybe there's just a lot of pressure. Maybe things have happened. Certain things have uh, not happened that should have happened. Other things that shouldn't have happened did. And, and so you're kind of at your wit's end, so to speak. And you're fighting a battle maybe with depression or some kind of oppression that the enemy's trying to close in on you and basically just put you in a dark room to stay and make you ineffective for the blessing of God. I could go down the list on and on and on, but you get the idea of what I'm talking about. So when we're talking about breakthroughs, we're talking about in all those areas and more that we didn't even get to mention that there is a breakthrough, a sudden advance. A breakthrough is a significant forever change. I want to say that again because that, to me, is very important to know. A breakthrough is a significant forever change. Things are never the same after this kind of a breakthrough. You don't have to go back to the way things were. In the terminology of Mark chapter 11, when Jesus taught us about faith and speaking to the mountain, that the mountain would be moved, in that kind of terminology and in that thought and attitude, I would say that a breakthrough is getting to what is on the other side of that mountain. You may not be able to see it today, but you know it's over there. There's this huge obstacle in front of you, in your way. A breakthrough is when the mountain is moved and you are over on the other side, taking advantage of the blessing of God. I'm expecting some of those kind of breakthroughs. Amen. Once the barrier has been broken and the enemy overcome, you never have to go back to the way things have been. I like that. I want to say it again. Once that you have uh, the barrier has been broken and the enemy overcome, you never have to go back to the way things have been. We are propelled to a new place. <coughs> we leave behind those things that have held us back. Let me give you a few examples to help you think along this line that we can all relate to probably. Think about electricity. Some of you are old enough, there's a few of you old enough in here to remember a point in your life when your household, your family, your parents' home, or your grandparents' home didn't have electricity. Some of you would remember what a breakthrough it was. I think about a man named Willis Carrier. Does anybody know what Willis Carrier was famous for? Air conditioning. What a breakthrough. We need him right now. 
But, <laughs> but breakthroughs cause things to never be the same. Think about a computer. Just a generation ago, nobody thought about a computer. And now they're involved in most every aspect of our lives. Think about a cell phone. A cell phone. I can remember many, many years ago going to a minister's meeting and they were talking about these bag phones that people had, this bag and all this, you know, antenna sticking up and how that uh, some guy was talking about a pastor they knew in Chicago. And, uh, and this was like almost 30 years ago. And uh, so you have to understand that the, the dollars meant more then and how that his, his uh, phone bill for that thing was like over $200 a month back then. That was a lot of money back then. Just for a phone. Now think about today. What, what a cell phone has, uh, what a difference that's made in the world. Think about the internet. Think about the ability that we have to go around the world. We, we have people who watch this program from Pakistan, from uh, uh, India, different parts of the world. It's amazing. It's amazing what a breakthrough that was. In the military realm, there are breakthroughs. The Normandy invasion in World War II, it, it, it changed everything when the Allies stormed the beaches in Normandy and France and, and began to go toward Berlin to stop Hitler and the forces of Nazism. The atomic bomb, what a military breakthrough. We could argue about the, 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 how good anything was or not good, but the point is it changed everything. Antibiotics, antibiotics. You know, what sometimes was referred to as wonder drugs. How many people have not died of infections because of antibiotics? How many people have not lost, uh, you know, their hearing, for instance, because they could clear up and their ear infections and all that kind of... I mean, it's just amazing the difference that made. It was a breakthrough in the medical field. The polio vaccine, the smallpox vaccine, so forth. There are financial breakthroughs. There are physical breakthroughs. There are relationship breakthroughs, as well as we pointed out medical breakthroughs and all the rest. But most significant of all, most significant of all, are spiritual breakthroughs. And most of the other ones in your life you'll ever have or need to have will be preceded by a spiritual breakthrough. The change will come first in the spiritual dimension and then will manifest in the natural dimension. If you're waiting on the breakthrough to happen kind of uh, apart from you and you're waiting on that breakthrough to happen and when it happens without your cooperation, without your involvement, totally apart and separate from you in a way, and then it just happens, and then you're going to get excited about it, and then you're going to get involved spiritually, it's not going to happen. But when God brings a word to us, and when God begins to lead us in a certain direction, our cooperation is required to have the fullness of what God wants us to have. So these spiritual breakthroughs are those that come when God breaks through suddenly to fix something for us. When God's presence and God's power, God's person, God's glory shows up in a tangible way, the anointing of God that destroys yokes and removes burdens comes into the situation and things can never be the same because the presence 
of the Lord. Hallelujah. Things are one way today, and then they're different tomorrow. Hallelujah. God's got some of those in store for these people in this congregation here, for you and me. Things one way today, but different tomorrow. Think about the exodus from Egypt. When Israel, one day they were slaves, one day they were in bondage, one day they were in Egypt, the next day they were going out. Total change. And not only on that day were they set free from their slavery, but all of them got healed that had any sickness because there was not one feeble person among all their tribes. They had been poor slaves in bondage to the taskmasters of Egypt, but that day they went out with silver and gold, the psalmist says, and there was not one feeble person among them. They went from being beaten down, trodden down, slaves who owned nothing, who had nothing, and those that were sick and old and infirmed and feeble, and in great need they went to a place of miraculous power manifested on their behalf because of the lamb that God told them to slay the type of Christ the blessing of God came upon them and they got their breakthrough hallelujah one way one day another way the next day praise the Lord say that's me hallelujah Think about Elijah's reign. For three and a half years, it had not rained in the nation of Israel. For three and a half years, they had been under this cloud of judgment, if you will, but no rain. No rain came into the land. They were in a time now of famine and desperation and destitution, and Elijah prayed. And the Bible says in James 5, 16, that he prayed and the effectual and fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. The, the, King, uh, the uh, Amplified says dynamic in its working. And I'm telling you, in one afternoon, everything changed. They had a breakthrough. They went from drought and no rain for three and a half years to a time of an abundance. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And he heard it before anybody else ever heard a drop of rain. He knew it in his spirit before anybody else knew it. Why? Because it was a God breakthrough. You know, it's just something that you need to know is that if you're ever going to have what you cannot get with your own natural strength, if you're ever going to have what you cannot figure out in your own peanut brain, if you're ever going to have what your money cannot buy you, and if you're ever going to have what your talents will not get for you, you're going to have to see something that God God sees that other people don't see. But God does see you with more than enough. God sees you being able to do the job. God sees you with the doors open. And God sees you with his blessings. You've got to be able to see what others can't see. And that's part of your breakthrough. It's beginning to focus on what God has promised to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David was sent by his father, Jesse, to go up to the battlefront and to take some food up for his brothers, his older brothers who were there in the battle, to take them up some supplies and also to take some gifts for their commanders. And uh, he went up there, and when he got there, he saw that the armies of Israel were in a state of dismay. They were in a place of stagnation. Nothing was moving properly. Things weren't working as they should. And they, he found out that the reason why was because of this giant called Goliath, the Philistine's champion from Gath, who had, as one man, defied the whole army of Israel. And he understood as he came into that situation that this is not how it's supposed to be. 
This is not how it's supposed to be. There's no demon, no devil, no kind of person influenced by demons and devils that should ever be able to withstand the power and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is nobody who should be able ever to keep you from your blessings and your breakthroughs. There is no demon spirit, no force of hell. There is no lingering sickness, no lingering poverty curse or anything else that should be able to keep you from the blessing of God. Your victory is assured in Christ Jesus. Your victory is assured as you take the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, put it in your mouth, and let the devil know that you know what the Word says and that he's going to have to conform to the Word. As you conform to the Word, that means the devil will conform to the Word, which means he's got to stay under your feet. So David came up there and he realized this is not right, and you know the story. And so by the end of the day... Goliath was dead, his head was chopped off, the whole thing changed. That was a breakthrough. You might say, well, that was a great and very uh, unique military breakthrough. Yes, it was, but it also began as a spiritual breakthrough, just like the rain that Elijah prayed down, just like the exodus of Israel from the land of Egypt that was beginning in the spiritual realm. And do you realize that, that your new birth was sudden? It's a spiritual operation. You, you didn't uh, take 13 days or four months or six months to get born again. Now, I understand you might have been under conviction and you might have rebelled and resisted. You might have waited a while. You might have tried to figure out, is there another way? Can we do it another way? Or can I, can I get saved and I don't really have to do all that church stuff? Can I get saved and I really don't need, do I have to really be baptized in water? Should I really be a part of a church? Am I going to really need to tithe my income? Am I going to need to pray? the Lord in public, and I'm going to need to worship God. You know, you might have went through all of that, and maybe it took a while. But the fact is, once you surrendered, it was an instant thing. It was a suddenly, and you passed from death unto life. You went from darkness to a place of light. The old man died and you were resurrected as a new creation in Christ Jesus. You believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth Jesus is Lord and he saved you and immediately you were made a new creation in Christ. And you know that when you read the book of Acts chapter 2, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and they were all filled. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The baptism in the Holy Ghost, it's a suddenly, but Oh, it releases power into your life that changes you forevermore. I'm telling you today, folks, that that's just a short list I just gave you of various things from Scripture about God's suddenlies and about breakthroughs. And you can know that whatever area of your life needs, needs a breakthrough today, God's got the power, God's got the willingness, God has the ability, and God's got the plan for you to have a suddenly, for you to have a breakthrough. I'm telling you, you will 
not finish 2023 like you're starting it. you got to make up your mind. If you've been struggling with something for 12 months, I'm not going to struggle 12 more months. This year is not going to be a carbon copy of last year. I'm not trying to just keep up with the status quo. I'm going to be propelled forward in the name of Jesus, and I'm going to have what God says I have. I'm going to do what God says I can do, and I'm going to live the way God says I can live, and the devil cannot stop it. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 You have to sometimes get tired of being a day late and a dollar short. You have to be tired of always having to struggle with the same old thing. Oh, you got to get tired of putting up with the pain, putting up with the limitations, and you got to get angry at the devil. You're not mad at God. You're not mad at people, but you got to let the devil know, I know you're the cause, but you're under my feet. This is my time for a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Things are one way today but they are totally different tomorrow. And that's what it looks like when the spiritual realm breaks through into this natural world, producing manifestations, bringing change. That is what a breakthrough is. It's when that which is in the spiritual realm, God Almighty, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, the angels of God, Every good and perfect gift that comes from above, James 1.17. When that which is in the spiritual realm breaks through into this natural realm, producing manifestations, bringing change, it is a breakthrough. It's a suddenly. You need to be laughing and rejoicing in your prayer time about those suddenlies. You see, one of the problems people have is they try to figure out how God's going to do it. I don't think anybody in Israel thought that God's means of deliverance was to take them through the Red Sea on dry ground while the waters walled up around them. I don't think they thought about that. I don't think that in the beginning when God told Elijah to prophesy there would be no rain, I don't think Elijah knew how this is going to end. I don't think he knew when it was going to end. He knew that it was going to not rain until he said so, but I don't think he knew the so. I don't think he knew when. He was waiting on God. And I don't know that he would realize at the end of this thing that he would end up praying, bent over praying, and, uh, and seeking God for rain on Mount Carmel. I don't think he knew. You know, he wasn't just a child. He was, he was a man. He was a grown man. I don't think he realized that after all that goings on and after slaying all the prophets of Baal, that he would then uh, have this great uh, time of prayer and the rain would come and he would tell Ahab the king, you better get up to Jezreel because I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And so Ahab, having the best horses in the country, he was the king. Ahab having probably the best chariot in the country, he was the king. Ahab having the best uh, driver probably that there could be in the country, he was the king. Here he's going up the Jezreel Road. He's getting back, and all of a sudden, I like this part, 
He looks around, and here is Elijah, the man of God, who had pulled up his skirts, his long robe. He pulled them all up, and here he is. And all of a sudden, he is going on a horse and chariot toward Jezreel. And all of a sudden, he looks around, beep, beep, and Elijah passes him up on foot, running. He outran the king's chariot. He outran the king's horse. He was under the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost so much that he was like a superhuman in strength and ability. What a breakthrough. But I don't think three and a half years before he knew all that was going to happen. See, and the reason I want you to, uh, to see that is because you're probably not going to figure it all out today how you're going to have an entirely different year, 2023, than you've had in 2022. You're probably not going to figure out how God's going to do it all and how he's going to answer it all and all the stuff he's going to provide, all the doors he'll open and all the people he will connect you with. But the point is stay in the Holy Ghost. Stay following God. Pray in the Spirit. Seek his word. Stay open to being led of him. Worship him in spirit and truth, not just in church but at home, in the car, wherever you are. Stay open and let God guide you because he will and he'll guide you into these suddenlies. Now, you probably thought we forgot about it, but here we are at Isaiah 48 and verse number 3. This verse speaks to us of the divine process of breakthrough. Isaiah 48, 3. God is speaking through the prophet, and so he says, this is God talking, I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth. And I showed them. I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Let's read that out loud together. I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth, and I showed them. I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. This is the divine process of breakthrough. Number one. God speaks a word. Now, that word may be one that's already written down in your Bible, and you read it, and you realize this is God talking to me, and you always need to read your Bible with that attitude because this is God talking to you. And then there are personal things, things that are individually tailored just for you and your life and your season in life and the time when you're on this earth. Things that he might lead you to do. He might tell you some things about ministry service. He might tell you some things about who to marry or not to marry. He might tell you uh, about your giving and your sowing. He would tell you about your investing and what to buy or what not to buy, what to sell or when to sell. I mean, we could, you know, he could tell you things about what to do about your body, things that maybe you should not eat or shouldn't eat so much of or something maybe for a time you need to cut back on. He might tell you to get up and move around a little more. And, and I've meddled enough, all right? So you understand the picture. God speaks a word. God says something to us. And then number two, this is very important because that's God's part. You know, Psalm 1720, for instance, says he sent his word and healed them. In the 55th chapter of Isaiah, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, and so on and so forth. So you see, God will always do his part, but then we have a part. 
What is the second thing that we would do? If God declares something, even from the beginning, and, and His Word goes forth out of His mouth and He shows us something, then what is between Him showing those words to us and the I did them suddenly? Now, in your Bible, uh, in, in, in the, my King James uh, Version here, the only thing between those two uh, parts of the verse is a semicolon. But there is something between God showing us or God giving us a word and his suddenly to bring it to pass. And that part in between is my part and your part. So what is our part? Well, number one, we hear. We're listening. If you read the Gospels, you have to notice that Jesus would say, He that has an ear, let him hear. Why would he say that? I mean, he, he wasn't really talking about these physical ears on the side of our head. He was trying to deeply get into people's thinking. The whole idea is that you need to listen as if God is talking to you. You need to hear. In the King James, it says in the book of Exodus, if thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and to, you know, keep his commandments and his statutes. He said, you know, then I will put none of these sicknesses upon you for I am the Lord that heals you. That word diligently hearken, actually in Hebrew, that's listen, listening. Listen, listening. How many parents in here? Have you ever had a child listen, but they didn't listen? Isn't that why you said, listen to me? Or you said, are you listening to me? Do you hear me? What do you mean by that? You mean, this is more than just your ears picking up sound waves that's forgotten 15 seconds later. This is about you really hearing. And that's what this breakthrough business is about. Our part is that we must hear from God. All this that I'm preaching today, and we've been shouting and rejoicing, and, and I love these kinds of messages, you know. Pastors don't get to preach these always, but these are some of my favorite kinds. But I can tell you that if, if we don't really hear God and receive this as a word from God, we won't get much out of it. If this is just another New Year's Day message, just happened to fall that New Year's is on Sunday, so it's very convenient for the pastor to bring this kind of a message. If that's your attitude about it, then you're not going to get much out of it. But if you truly receive a word from the Lord today, that God wants you to have breakthroughs in 2023, and you begin to listen to what he says to you, then you're on your way to a suddenly. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I've had some of those suddenlies. I like them. Praise the Lord. So we hear, we, we listen. It's a process that we go through to meditate on what we hear. I am convinced more and more that our faith level really never grows beyond our level of spiritual revelation. You can quote a verse, but still not really grasp what it's saying. 
You can say you believe in a particular biblical doctrine or concept, but not enjoy the benefits that that doctrine gives us. Like, for instance, how many people do you know that say, I believe God can heal? I believe Jesus is a healer. But you can believe that God heals and not get healed. We have to have a personal revelation that that word is mine. Your faith is not going to go beyond your personal revelation of truth. Faith comes by hearing. There's that word again. Hearing. My part. To hear. To listen. I am to digest that word. That's what meditation is. Meditation we could use the word digestion, and it's, it's, it's perfectly okay to use. In the sense of a cow, for instance, chewing its cud. Most of you know that cow has several stomachs and all that stuff. And um, um, it eats. And then you see them a lot of times in the <clears throat> afternoon. You'll go along, and if you, if you go down the road and, and you're by a farm, you might see there may be a number of cows out under a tree. And they're just kind of like chilling out, you know. They're resting. They're, they're down, you know, they're not standing up. They're laying down. And it's interesting, you know, you can tell when a cow's eating. You can watch its head go down. It's, it's eating the grass or if it's hay from a manger, you know when that's happening. But those cows lying there under those trees are not, their heads aren't down. They're not pulling grass. There's no hay that they're reaching over and getting. But yet they're chewing. And it's not gum. Which is of the devil, by the way. (laughs) I don't know if the person who invented gum got to go to heaven or not. But anyway, I'm sure they had to repent before they made it. No, I'm kidding about that. Anyway, anyway, um, they're not chewing gum. They are re-chewing what they ate that morning. And I think a lot of people, and I've been guilty myself, I think a lot of times we have missed the greatest measures and levels and results of faith because we ran with the truth before we really digested it. You've got to see yourself in those verses. And you've got to see those verses in you. I'm going to say that again. You've got to see yourself in those verses, those promises. I mean, whatever, you pick which one that you want to pick. Promises to believers, statements of truth about believers. You've got to see yourself in those verses, and you then got to see that those verses are working in you. I remember the story that I heard uh, Pastor Keith Moore tell uh, years ago when the Lord was helping him to use his faith to helping him to uh, get an airplane that he needed for ministry travel and how that uh, brother copeland who was one of his one of his mentors and they are friends of course and how that um brother copeland would encourage him about it and he said you know i he said i could see brother kenneth copeland and miss gloria i could see them you know in his mind's eye i could see them in in a plane he said but i couldn't see me and his wife in one. Until he got that fixed, he didn't have a plane. Now, I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm not talking about 
Christian science. I'm not talking about some metaphysical, cultish type stuff. I'm talking about the reality of biblical faith. If you don't see yourself having what the Word says is yours, you're not going to enjoy it. Just let that soak in a minute. And um, I don't know of anybody that's ever found a shortcut. I don't know of anybody that's ever found a shortcut. It will take time in the Word and time in His presence, time in meditation, in worship and praise to see yourself with what the Word says. And while I'm on that, I will say something else that's really important. And I think it's a good thing to know right here at the first of a new year. If you will practice this regularly, you will make better decisions. You will have a greater level of spiritual, detailed leadership in your life so that what may appear like a waste of time when you're just sitting there doing this, when other people would not understand why you aren't busy, You've got bills to pay. You've got mouths to feed. You've got a business to run. You've got this, that, or the other to do. And they might not understand what's going on, but what's going to happen is you're going to get the, the God view of the situation. And you're going to get supernatural inside information from the Word of God and by the Holy Ghost. And you can make one decision that will make you more money and make your life much better than maybe hundreds of hours of labor could do. Just being in the right place at the right time. And I'll say this. I feel led of the Lord to say this. So I'm going to go out here on this, this other little tangent for a moment. We're in some tough times. And uh, there's so many people talking about recession now that it will almost be in the natural of self-fulfilling prophecy. People are pulling back. People, you know, are, all kinds of decisions are being made. And so not only are interest rates at 30 to 40-year highs, but, uh, or 20-year highs at least, but other things going on are making our economy not so great. But what you need to know is that in every downturn of the past 200 years, it's in those times when people make right decisions and are ready to move that fortunes are made. I mean, if you'd have, if, 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 you know, you wouldn't have had bought but a handful of stocks in uh, late 2008 or 2009, and you'd have made a, you could have made a fortune. In a matter of a few years. But see, most people were not listening to the Holy Spirit leading them. They were watching the news all the time. Listen, folks, we've got to get our information from the only source that knows everything. There's only one person that knows it all and knows the future better than we remember the past. And that's God Almighty. And he's on the inside of you. He's living in you. And so we need to learn to listen. We need, we need to learn to meditate until faith comes so powerfully that we cannot disbelieve.
You know, there's a few things in, in my life, in Glenna, in, in our lives, that we have come to that it is easier to believe than to disbelieve. There, were, there, were, there are things in our lives that were struggles at one time years ago that we had to struggle through to believe for and to receive that now it's easier to just believe God that it'll get done than it, it's easier to believe that than it won't get done. You say, how do you get there? You just stay in the Word. You stay in the Word. You stay in the Word. You keep speaking the Word. Keep speaking the Word. Keep speaking the Word. And keep doing the Word. Keep doing the Word. Keep doing the Word. Faith will come where it's easier to believe than it is to doubt. Remember this. Doubt your doubts. They're unreliable. Believe your beliefs. Because if they're based on the Word of God, they're absolutely true. Now, when we do this... Then faith comes. There's another aspect to our part. And I, I, I'll be done here in just a moment, so stay with me. Once we have got the faith issue settled, we know what we believe. We see ourselves with what the Word says is ours. We see ourselves being able to do what God says we're able to do. Then we need to choose to believe. Amen. Tell them I'm busy. Um, call back later uh, but we have to choose to believe or act faith is an act say that with me faith is an act once your heart is filled up with the with the truth of the word of God then you've got to act on it now I'm going to say a thing or two that I hope you don't get offended at me but I, I need to tell you the truth how could you believe God for a suddenly in your finances and then not obey him in tithing? How could you believe God that his spirit moves among the congregation of the saints and there are gifts of the spirit available and there are manifestations of the anointing available to destroy yoke and yokes and remove burdens and then not show up to church half the time? How could we, how can we... Uh, uh, believe that God is going to meet my needs and is particularly going to answer my prayers, but then I will not forgive those that I need to forgive. You see, there are all kinds of things in the Word that we have to deal with that is really acting on the Word, which is faith in action. So when we choose to believe, we then choose to act, we take action, and we release, in that process, we release our faith, and we release His power to bring His Word to pass. Then, back to Isaiah 48, 3, I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Think about the siege of Jericho. Years ago, Glenn and I were blessed to get to go to the Holy Land. And one of the most interesting places in all the tour for me was Jericho. And it's interesting because when you go see Jericho, you actually go down in these tunnel things. And down there is where the walls of Jericho are. Anybody remember the story? See, the walls of Jericho didn't fall inward they didn't fall outward the walls of Jericho just sunk they fell down everywhere but one little stick that held up the house of Rahab with the scarlet thread 
And when that happened, Israel had surrounded Jericho, so everybody went straight in from wherever they were, which means they went from the outside, the circumference of the city, and they went and took the city. And I bring that up because I want you to see that they had a word from the Lord. They believed it. They acted on it. And suddenly, on that seventh day, after going around the wall for the seventh time, when the trumpets were sounded, which is a type of our confession and our praise and our voice being lifted, that's when the walls fell. They didn't have to dynamite them. They didn't have to push them over. They didn't have to use a battering ram or any other kind of tool. God supernaturally did it. You know, folks, I want to tell you, when you let God do it, it's easy. Some of you are trying to get it all done yourself. You're trying to pull it all together. Fix this. Go there. See about this. Call this person. Send them that note. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. And you are worn out, wearing yourself ragged, trying to do it. Why don't you let God do some stuff? His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail in Acts the 16th chapter. At midnight, they prayed and sang praises to God. And the prisoners heard them. And you know what happened. The earthquake came and they were set free. Psalm 47.5 says, God has ascended amid shouting. If you all come back up here, we're going to sing that song about shouting one more time. Got to do that. God has ascended amid shouting. The Lord with the sound of the trumpet. Think about that. God has ascended amid shouting. Well, you know, God is God. God is on the throne. We know that God is who He is always, all the time, every day, no changing. So what does it mean, God ascended amid shouting? That means when the people of God shout, God shows up. In His manifested presence, God shows up. Just like in the Philippian jail in Acts chapter 16 when Paul and Silas began to pray and sing praises to God, that's when the power showed up. You know, some of you need to go to your back room and you need to make some power available. You need to pray the power down. You need to shout the power down. You need to lift your voice. You need to dance before the Lord. You need to leap for joy. You need to declare before Him what you're believing. You need the power of God to break through into your situation. And whenever that the people of God were trying to uh, get up to the promised land. They were on their way. There were, there were kings there that they had to fight, and one of them was a man who hired a prophet named Balak to try to curse the people of Israel. Or, or try to, he hired a prophet by the name of Balaam. The king's name was Balak, and he wanted to hire Balaam to curse the people of Israel. But Balaam couldn't, and finally just told him, I can't curse that which God has blessed. And in Numbers chapter 23, verse 21 is, is a powerful verse in my life. It says that he, this is what Balaam told Balak. In other words, I can't help you. I can't get this done. I can't curse these people. They're blessed of God. He said, and the shout of a king is among them. The shout of a king is among them. Do kings shout? Well, David did. He shouted and he danced until his wife was embarrassed at him. And I like his attitude. He basically said, you didn't put me on the throne. And you're not my God. And I have, you ain't seen nothing yet. 
Because if you think this is bad, it'll get worse. And I'm telling you, if you don't like shouting, you probably don't like this church. If you don't like a little noise, you probably don't like messing around with us much. But I'm telling you that there is a shout of a king among us today. There is a shout, hallelujah, of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Let's shout right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more thing I want to say before we sing that song. And that is the fact that a lot of people want to break through. They want to suddenly. They want a manifestation of the power of God, but they want it on their terms. They want it without a shout. They want it without a dance. They want it without running. They want it without surrender. They want it without doing anything that might break a sweat or embarrass them. But I'm telling you today that when you throw caution to the wind and put your pride under and you just say, God, here I am, I'm yours, and I want to shout to God with a voice of triumph. You will release power in your family life, and you'll release power and life into your body. You'll release blessing upon your life like nothing else will. I'll tell you, there's something about dancing in the Spirit. There's something about running in the joy of the Lord. There's something about shouting beyond what sounds pretty. There's something about lifting your voice, lifting your hands. There's something about rebuking your flesh, putting it under, and submitting to God that releases power for the suddenlies. So we're going to sing this song a little bit more before we go today. And I want you as you sing to think about whatever it was you thought about way back in the beginning of the message when I ask you, where do you need a breakthrough? What do you need a breakthrough in? I want you to think about that as you shout. And I want you to shout just the way you would if it already was manifested. If you would just be set.